please no Welcome back, everybody, to Quarter Life Crisis. This is episode three. I am your host, Drek, living proof that being tall does not make you good at basketball. Uh, this evening, I am joined by the lovely man you cannot invite to an open bar because he will put the place out of business. Punty, how you doing, man? Uh, you know, I I kind of want an open bar. I know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I just, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> not treating you well yeah you know i just i just want to be at home yeah well but, you're yeah, it's okay you're leaving in like i don't know 12 hours 24 but yeah 24 oh, okay well yeah you, i'm getting started with my thanksgiving break before you are i know um so anyways uh we're gonna jump into it like we always do hunter what are you drinking tonight um i did not have time to go to the liquor store so i went into my fridge and found the first thing i could find which was a corona premiere that is definitely three months old how does it taste uh like death's door (laughs) did you drop a lime in it at least i have no limes okay so that's someone definitely left this in my apartment so yeah we have we have a front runner for the worst drink ever drank on the podcast. Correct. Um, myself, I am back to the Heavy Seas Brewery. This time I'm drinking a Loose Cannon, oh. um, which is fun fact. Uh, ooh, used to be my favorite beer, but it has since gone back to uh, Evo Lot 3. I just haven't had a lot of Evo recently. But mm. since I'm going home this weekend, maybe that'll change. Well, best of luck to you on that. Appreciate that. Um, cheers to you for hanging out with me tonight. This week, like I said, two in two days we have uh, the lovely holiday of Thanksgiving, the best and I, uh, I know, I know we're all really excited for that. Um, and since in two days we're going to be spending the day being really thankful for everything that we have, I figured today we're just going to talk about some stuff that pisses us off. Beautiful. So we're going to play a little game called "Don't Get Me Started." Yes. <laughs> this is a really fun game that Hunter loves. Uh, this was his actually suggestion to put in the podcast when we were first thinking about starting it. Um, if you've never heard of it, the premise of the game goes is you are presented with a random topic, uh, and then you have to rant about said topic for 60 seconds without stopping. Uh, it gets really funny, especially when it's a topic that you don't really think you want to rant about, like socks. Uh, but get some clever stuff out of it. Uh, we've picked five topics for each for the uh, two of us. Um, how about we start, you start, you give me a topic to rant about. I'll okay. get a, I'll get a timer up. All right. So, uh, I, we have not heard about these topics before, so we're going into these completely blind. All right. What are you got, you, man? Are you ready? So. All right, Derek, do not get me started about airport bathrooms. Oh, please don't get me started on airport bathrooms. First of all, there's got to be some kind of limit of what you have based on how many friggin' people are on the plane. Then you got to get off and get in the bathrooms, and they're all so too small or too big. It doesn't matter which one, but everybody always has an opinion on whether they're too small or too big. And then uh, sometimes they're up to code and sometimes they're not, but they need to be up to code, so they need to be renovated. But sometimes they can't be renovated, and it gets really frustrating. But even then, when you're on the plane for so long and you're like, you know, I don't want to use the tiny airplane bathroom because I I don't fit in the bathroom. A lot of people aren't as tall as me, but I have that problem. Whenever I have to go in the bathroom, I have to stand with my neck completely cocked, and I'm bouncing all around, don't really feel really good. Then I get off the bathroom, and guess what? Everybody had the same idea as me. So everybody else is running to the bathroom, and I have to wait in a line. I am a man, and I have to wait in a line for the bathroom, something that I never thought I would have to say. Airport bathrooms are the bane of my existence more than any other part of the airport, and I design them for a living. I hate airport bathrooms. Rant over. Yeah, all right. Beautiful. You're very passionate. (laughs) You hit a sore spot on that one. 
Okay. I know. That's why I included it. <laughs> okay. Um, I tried to I tried to pick stuff that I like know that you don't like, oh, but it's God. like kind of stuff that you don't like. So oh, um, we'll see how it goes. I swear, right, if, if you start with what I think you're starting with, I'm gonna. I, oh, okay. I don't think I am. Um, okay, I'll start the timer, and as soon as you start talking, you ready? Sure. All right, uh, Hunter. Uh, I'm gonna get you started on High School Musical, the musical, the series. All right, let me tell you, this is the dumbest conception for a musical I've ever for a series I've ever heard in my life. Who the who decided in their right mind that it was a smart idea to combine The Office and High School Musical, and then like put it outside of its own body it makes no sense also like the production looks like you know a third grader put it together it's like the weirdest color schemes it's like all horribly designed and like they're clearly just like typecasting everyone from glee which is like that's a show that should just stay in the time period that it was created it doesn't have to be recreated in salt lake city utah um and it's just like the acting is trash. Everyone's stupid. Like who named someone Nini? Like what? Like of all names in the universe, you name it Nini. What? Why? I don't understand. It's so stupid. Also, like the one saving grace of this show is that it's like super theater heavy with like its references and jokes. And that makes me happy about it. But the rest of the show is like a flaming hot pile of trash. It's like walking garbage. And like the, the sad part is the guy that plays EJ is like 26 and that's really predatory and gross and rant done. <laughs> okay. That's a minute. Oh man. I love that. Um, that was the fastest we, minute of my life. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. Hunter and I um, watched all three episodes of high school musical, the musical the series last Saturday. And Oh my God, it was the best time. Just yelling at the screen so good <laughs> okay man my turn what you got for me all right derek don't get me started on people who wear socks to bed i okay this genuinely sends shivers up my spine personally i don't like wearing socks socks like well, you have to wear them all day and my feet get really sweaty so by the end of the day they get really smelly so that's one thing i just don't like having my feet constrained when i'm sleeping also i get really hot when i'm sleeping and you know where the most of your body heat escapes from your head and your feet so wearing socks makes you really hot because it like keeps it in there also how can that be even comfortable when, you know, you want to get as comfortable as possible when you're going to sleep? You just got to you gotta get, get – I, whenever I go to sleep, I usually wear some big shorts and a T-shirt that's like five sizes too big for me. And it, I just feel like I'm wrapped up in a cozy cinnamon bun. When I wear socks, I feel like I'm about to get up and get ready to start the day. You know what socks represents to me? It represents to me starting my day in an escape from bliss, a bliss that I don't want to be <laughs> left from. And when I'm wearing socks, it makes me feel like I have to get up and leave my bed, and that is something that I never want to do i hate socks going to sleep wow i didn't <laughs> think you would actually be that passionate about that that was i'm wow. not i'm really just trying to be all right it's like that's <laughs> felt like i hit another sore spot oh man yeah all right well that's uh that's that's three up three up seven to go yeah. uh, we're getting really angry here uh, uh hunter um, do not get me started on brick architecture. Oh, I knew this was coming. All right, so let me tell you about brick architecture. While brick is a good, stable foundation for a building, it looks like you're looking at just like a, a red tree, okay? It's like a red, solid tree. Like, you don't need that many buildings. Like, anywhere you see anywhere with brick architecture, it's just every building is brick. There are no differences among any of the buildings. It's like they could all be the same. Why did you go ahead and build 35 buildings when you could have just built one and it's the same concept, just a few less bricks? Like, have some diversity to the way your buildings look. Like, that's boring. No one likes it. And also, like, they've been building with bricks since, like, forever. Like, find something new. Figure it out. Do something different. Like, why don't I not build stuff out of, like, I don't know, like, have glass on the outside or, like, I don't know, literally anything else. Like, 
brick gets rusty and it gets old and like it has like kind of a weird smell sometimes and like I you know I don't it's just it's just weird man like who decided that that every building like ever since like I don't know the only period that's coming to mind is the colonial period which had its own problems it was stupid and I just hate it and it looks gross everything about it sucks brick architecture dumb <laughs> um, a fun fact for uh, our listeners is that uh, before Hunter and I became friends, um, we were giving a tour together. And when he was telling our tour group why he decided to come to Maryland, the first thing out of his mouth was, a lot of people don't know this about me. I actually hate brick architecture. <laughs> it's a niche, man. It's the most random thing for an 18-year-old boy to hate. <laughs> Be committed to your ideals. I was also 20 when I met you. <laughs> oh, were you? Good Lord. I mean, you, you seemed like such a baby back then before your beard. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hit me. All right, Derek. Do you want to get me started on the Washington Redskins? Okay. I have been a Washington Redskins fan for as long as I can remember. I probably started paying attention to football when I was like seven or eight. So that was like 2004, 2005. Uh, the Redskins have not had more than 10 wins in a single season since 1990. Since 1999, we have had one, I think, no, no, maybe two, but probably one playoff win and this is all thanks to dan freaking snyder because he is quite possibly the worst owner in all of professional sports uh, he's uh, especially in washington when everybody else is winning in washington and he's just pissed off about oh am i not winning it's because you're an idiot that doesn't know how to handle a team it's because you hire like a moron like bruce allen when something amazing that happened when the redskins were getting creamed by the jets a uh, the whole entire stadium erupted in a fire Bruce Allen chant, which is exactly what we needed. Uh, the Red Washington Redskins, even though they got their second win this past week, are a bane to my existence, and I love them so much that it boils my blood how much I hate them. Redskins suck. You just slip in and say the Boston Redskins? That's a deep cut, man. <laughs> I really did. I messed That's up That's deep cut. Wow. <laughs> You've been hating them since since day one, apparently. Good God. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I get, I get so riled up, man. I, take I know. Back. I know. All right, what do we got? Um, Hunter, don't get me started on Rent, the musical. Oh, my God. All right, I hate this musical so much with a burning passion. Everyone thinks that Rent is like this musical masterpiece, and it's like one of a kind, and it's legendary. It's garbage. Okay, like, you ever watch Rent? You ever heard of this thing called character development? You know what Rent doesn't have? That. Um, like, it's just, the music, like, there have been people who are like, oh, my God, it was a rock musical. Like, it's never been done before. Yes, it has. Like, all sorts of revolutionary musical-style musicals have happened before. Like, rock musicals weren't, like, there were a few before then. Am I blanking on all of them right now? Yes. But Rent stands to show that, like, while people love it because it, like, touched on, like, a big problem crisis and all that kind of stuff. Like, they touched on the AIDS crisis and, like, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, which is good. Things that need to be, you know, brought up about. But everyone reviews it as one of the greatest musicals ever written just because the guy who wrote it died like right before it premiered on Broadway. Like it's just it y'all are sympathy voting this musical and it's not as good as you think it is. And it's just not well produced and well developed. I hate rent rent. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. I love bringing up seasons of love around Hunter because it makes him really angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get revenge keep, on me. I could keep going. <laughs> Get revenge on me. Give me something to be oh, mad God. about. Um. Hmm. <laughs> While I think of my fifth and best one, because I want to change one, I'm going to go with one that I don't know how you feel about this, but I want to know. Derek, don't get me started about pineapple on pizza. 
Oh my god, if you know me, you know how much I hate pineapple on pizza. <laughs> pineapple on pizza is so freaking offensive to me as a 12.5% Italian person, probably even less than that. But we do not put freaking fruit on pizza. The only fruit that is allowed on pizza is tomatoes because they're barely a fruit and you have, have to have the tomato sauce. Pineapple on pizza is disgusting for a multitude of reasons. One, every time I've gotten pineapple on pizza – it has become super juicy. There's a like a thin layer of pineapple juice on top of the pizza. Two, it is an, an acidic fruit sitting on top of a paste made by an acidic fruit. So you have two acidic fruits in your mouth fighting for dominance. Three, it's disgusting. Cheese and tomatoes do not mix with pineapple. What kind of Hawaiian moron decided, you know what? This ham pizza is delicious. I'm going to put some freaking fruit on it and just ruin its life and just make the worst type of pizza possible. My best friend from home loves pineapple on pizza, and it makes me want to disown him as a friend. Pineapple on pizza sucks. Oof. You, I did forget that you actually hated that. I, I told you to pick topics that like are kind of random, but you picked four things that I really legitimately hate. I really <laughs> thought that that pineapple one was going to be random, but I forgot that you do actually hate that. <laughs> I guess we're just too good of friends, Derek. That's, yeah, what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Apparently, we're just two best buds. Uh -huh. All right. Um, I also am going to skip my fourth one because it's incredible. Um, I'm going to oh, go to Hunter. Don't get me started on Natterdays. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you about Natterdays. First of all, who decided that strawberry lemonade should be a beer? Like, that's just disgusting. Okay. Even though that they're actually the tastiest thing on earth. But that's beside the point. I think um, that whoever – I can't do this. <laughs> whoever decided that that should be a good idea for a beer – is just kidding themselves because like it's basically just like water for like 10 cents when I can get water out of my tap for free. Okay. Cause natural light, one of the worst beer producers ever. Um, um, <laughs> um, you know what they say? It's the hardest thing to hate the things that you love. Um, but I think that matter days deserve a special place in hell because actually the one thing that they do is they give you really terrible acid reflux because it's like super acidic um in combination with like an already carbonated drink it's like drinking like soda on crack um so like that you know actually like the next day after you drink them you're like this really sucks and i hate it and i kind of want to die that doesn't mean i'm not going to funnel them all day matter days you hate to love them but we do <laughs> Good job, buddy. I'm you sorry. Evil. Oh I'm my sorry. God. Hunter but. loves Natterdays more than his own parents. So <laughs> he's giving me the worst look right now. I can't hey. believe it's like betraying my child. Hey, man, it, it was your idea to play. Uh, Don't get me started. I mean, I could give you a really bad one right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm – well, okay, tell me what you're thinking of because I you, you said your fifth one was really good. I don't – I don't. well, my fifth one still is pretty good because I just I – just, I like hearing you rant about them. But number two, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to text it to you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and give it to me because you're – if you hated um, me for Natterdays, you're really going to hate me for my last one. Oh, no. All right, Derek, don't get me started about <clears throat> Duke University. <sighs> Hang on. I – dropped my uh timer give me one second duke university oh my god everything about duke just pisses me off i'm honestly really glad that i did not go to maryland when we were in the acc because i probably would have gotten into a fight at every single duke athletic event we are all i've ever been to you know the most annoying thing about duke is the friggin superiority that comes out of it you know what's great about duke nothing duke is so 
it's it's a painfully average, really good school, which is a really weird way to put it. It's a good school in 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 the grand scheme of things, but oh my god, it is not that difficult to get in. It is not that accredited. I hate freaking Duke. Nothing made me happier than when uh, the, in the very last basketball matchup when Maryland stomped them into the ground when they were the how like twenty point favors. Duke mm-hmm. Univ- anybody I have met that goes to Duke University was probably a jerk. They probably were so high and mighty because they're like, oh, the Blue Devils are better than Terrapin. I hate Duke. I hate everything that it stands for. The only th- good thing to come out of Duke is Cody Co. and the Tiny Meat Gang, and I will say that until I die. All right. Cool. Thanks, I'm gonna, man. <laughs> I'm going to send you what I was going to say right now. <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right. Um. Oh man. I, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to say. It. I don't really care, dude. I would have. I would have. <laughs> not been able to come up with 60 seconds of mean things to say about my girlfriend i would not have been able to do it i i think the only thing i could think of is the fact that she's a pescatarian and doesn't eat chicken and i'm just like i just want to take my girlfriend to buffalo wild wings but i took her there and she ate a vegetarian burger so it was all fine oh man you know i just could have done that okay hunter for the very last uh topic on our first game of uh don't get me started um you're i hope to receive your uh, your friendship resignation letter uh don't get me started on your training committee heads oh god okay well holly's easy let me st- wait do you want all four or two of them uh all four all four. Oh, okay right god, off only a, only a minute god all right um so okay so let's start with spring 19 so sophie love the girl to death but she's super stubborn um she loves it her way or the highway but she's usually right um hannah um super fake doesn't come around a lot she just like kind of like comes to what she's required to come to and that's like just not cool because i want to hang out with her um let's go down to fall 19 let's talk about wow that was quick um let's talk about uh holly oh my god holly's the most indecisive person on the face of the earth she needs to be validated with everything she does but it's fine because usually her intuition is correct and you just got to tell her that um and then going down to natalie natalie just loves to make fun of me all the time and like usually it's warranted usually it's correct but like she just roasts me all day long and i'm like that's cool natalie because sometimes i can't tell when you're being serious or not so that's neat um so i don't know if it's just like i can't see the time um (laughs) i don't know if it's like um a her thing or what but like Super sarcastic a lot. Um, as a whole, though, y'all just love to make fun of me in general. And I don't know if it's because I'm awesome and you love me or if it's because I'm actually a terrible person. Bye. <laughs> you did a lot better with that than I thought you would. <laughs> yeah. I thought you would have like you would have castrated me for even thinking of using that. Not a chance. All right. Well, that was uh, that was the first game of Don't Get Me Started on the podcast. That's a game we actually like love playing when we're just hanging out. So, um uh, I feel like the best person at it is Joe, though, so maybe we'll get him on the podcast to play. Oh, he's so uh, good at it. He's upstairs catching Pokemon right now. I should have asked him to come on, but it's all right. Um, okay, so we're going to move right on into the next thing. Uh, it's time for the weekly installment of Embarrassing Stories. Um, today's topic, uh, Hunter, you uh, you are a theater major, in case our, our friends didn't know. Yeah. Um, uh, so you've done some performing in your time, both in college yeah. and in high school. Yeah. I've also done some performing specifically in high school. Uh, I was a singer. Um, so we've been on stage a, f- a decent amount of times. And, you know, sooner or later, something on stage is going to go wrong. The show most, must go wrong, as Andy Dwyer once said. Uh, so I want to hear about a really embarrassing accident that happened on stage for you. Um, and I can start so you can have some time to think of it because this is one of the worst experiences of my life. Okay. So in high school, I was in a performance called Rock and Roll Revival. 
And it was a concert where students and teachers would uh, play, uh, sing, and dance to uh, classic rock songs. It was mm-hmm. somewhere like songs had to be 25 years old or older to be in the show. So when I was in school, it was like from the the, the late the late 60s to the uh, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year, we were in a song. Uh, we were performing the song 409 by I believe the Beach Boys. Um, and the staging of the song was that myself and another one of the singers were riding in on a fake car and all the other singers in the song were coming around the car and like admiring it and wanting to touch it. And we would like swat their hands away. Like, yo, get your hands Mm -hmm. off my ride. And there was one kid that I was, uh, (laughs) was taught. I was like kind of messing with him. I was like swatting him like, Hey, get away from the car. And I was getting a little too overzealous with my acting. So on opening night, I went to swat his hand out of the way and I knocked the microphone clean out of his hand and it uh, rolled like halfway across the stage. Oh my God. So he looked at me so angry and I couldn't tell if it was real or not. So oh I'm no. just singing, basically peeing my pants and I'm like, I'm not going to swat anybody's hand anymore. And I just turned to the crowd and did my thing. He had to walk halfway across the stage to grab the mic and come back and keep singing. And that was the worst experience of it. I don't even know if anybody noticed it, but I did, and that's all that matters, and it hurt me. To, it hurts me to this day. Thankfully, we got off stage and he just kind of laughed about it. He was like, hey, don't hit me that hard. <laughs> but um, it was like, the, it was the very first show I was in in high school, so it, oh, it really ruined me. Wow. That um, that was something. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a more embarrassing instance. <laughs> I don't know if it's that ambitious. I mean, because my performances were flawless. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, or is it because I didn't have enough stage time to have anything go wrong? <laughs> you decide. Um, no, there's this one show. My senior. So I only started performing in junior year. So I was only in three show, four shows in high school. And then I was in two small ones in college. They weren't even like show shows they weren't productions put it that way uh but in high school i was in in my senior spring i was in a production of mary poppins where i played mr banks so the dad and there's a scene at the end of the show where he's confronting the bank chairman who is being played by one of my best friend's dads who's like a close family friend of ours so like we're we're like pretty tight like he's like a like a second parent basically um and the scene basically is that i'm confronting the chairman and saying like hey Basically, I made some like it sounds like I made some terrible investment decision for the bank, lost him a ton of money. And this is like basically Depression era England. So like not good. Uh, And then it sounds like the chairman's going to fire me. Plot to a spoiler alert. He actually doesn't. I actually made the bank a lot of money. So go me. Uh, But (laughs) what happens was is in the scene, the way we blocked it was that. I'm supposed to be begging the chairman for like forgiveness and the way that we blocked, well, we blocked it so that I, we, my director just told me beg. And I said, okay. Um, and it was supposed to be completely out of character and not normal for my character type. Um, and so I literally like dove at my friends and we did this a million times, like in, in tech and, in, uh, in this is the last performance and we did it a million times. And basically all I would do is I would just like basically grovel on the ground and like beg him and like clutch his leg. Now what's supposed to happen is about two seconds after I do that, um, Mrs. Banks is supposed to burst on stage, like ready to swing at the chairman and ready to like fight. And it's like, it's really like dramatic for no reason. Um, except <laughs> the girl playing <laughs> Mrs. Banks I don't know where she was, but she wasn't in the wings to come on stage. So I'm basically sitting there clutching like my best friend's dad's inner thigh, 
um, like begging him for basically like forgiveness and mercy. And him and I, like, he's clearly uncomfortable. I'm clearly uncomfortable. And we're literally sitting there. I kid you not for a minute and a half straight. Um, just having to vamp the same like reactions over and over again. And like, you know, he's, he's like, we're like close, but we're not that close, obviously, you know, like I, I'm not just going to go up and hug his leg for fun. Um, so we're sitting there and I'm like actively sweating. Cause I'm like, Oh, first of all, I'm like, where's Mrs. Banks? Second of all, I'm like, is she dead? Um, and then she just comes like, I, I can see into the wings or our dressing rooms are, and she just, and the audience thinks this is the funniest thing. Cause like, obviously there's something not going right. And I'm like, all right, well, they're laughing at me. That's cool. Um, and then she comes literally flying onto the stage like i see her like run like a like a bat out of hex from the dressing rooms realizing she screwed up uh and she runs on stage so fast that i literally like like i jumped backwards almost like rolled over and did like a backward somersault um but it was funny so like, i guess it was it worked but that was that was, it was stressful man because it was not supposed to happen that way i hated <laughs> i hated every second of it i was like this is not cool i don't want to be clutching this man's thigh no matter how close we are not cool Oh man, I would I would pay to see you play Mr. Banks again. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It was dope. I can still sing some of the songs right now. Well, I won't oh. right now because I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do that. No, sing them for me. Sing them no. for our viewers. I don't I don't have a I don't have a uh, what the hell you call those things? The uh, pitch. Um, He's a but, theater major, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we don't use it in theater necessarily. <laughs> it's got to be like singing wise. What the, it's Confirmed. Like a, Hunter's gonna sing the entire podcast next episode. Um, such thing. Cool. So yeah, those embarrassing stories are uh, there to remind us that everyone goes through crap, and we can laugh at them later. Kind I'll of. By target. Yeah. Um, okay. Now let's get back on the Thanksgiving train. Um, I think we all can agree that the best part of Thanksgiving uh, is not the parade. It is not the football. It is the food that you're eating. Um, all ridiculous amount of spreads. Um, everybody's Thanksgiving is a little bit different though. So Hunter, I want to ask you, what are your favorite and least favorite uh, Thanksgiving foods? Mm. Well, mm, 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 mm. here's a tough one. Um, okay, so, well, obviously, Derek will know what this is, and some of our listeners will, because we just ate it at Friendsgiving. Um, but my dad, well, basically, he makes this dish called Cole Cannon, which is basically this Irish form of potatoes, which is potatoes, leeks and cabbage, and then about almost two whole sticks of butter, which is what makes it really good. Um, and that's probably my favorite Thanksgiving dish that we eat just because he makes it so well. I make it like a village peasant. Um, but it was still kind of tasty on the other on Sunday. So, like, you know, it was that was a good success. Um, I enjoy that dish the most because I can literally eat, like, six pounds of it and not feel that full because it's, like, not super filling. Um, and then for my least favorite, oh, God. Um, you know, I'm not a big – well, I don't know if this counts as a food necessarily, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm not a big cranberry sauce guy. Just not not a big one, you know? I think it's like, it's like, it's not, I just don't know. I just don't like the flavor of it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did have some of those mashed potatoes and those were absolutely delicious. What'd you call them? It's called Cole Cannon. C-O-L-C-A-N-N-O-N. I mean, you know, I love cannons. Uh, uh, I um, loose cannon beer sponsored by Heavy Seas, but not really. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on the cranberry sauce. 
Um, but uh, I would say that my favorite is stuffing. Oh, I have a good st- like even the stofers like stovetop stuffing is absolutely oh. delicious. But the way Mama yeah. Scott makes her stuffing, holy crap! Um, I, I walk into the kitchen on like the morning of Thanksgiving and there's this like gallon Ziploc bag full of like cut up pieces of white bread. She makes it dead from scratch. And I'm just like, I, I'm sitting there. I want to eat the pieces of white bread, but I can't because I know that they're going to go into the stuffing. And while I'm just smelling the stuffing bake is absolutely delicious. It's the best thing that heats up the next morning. It's the base, in my opinion, of a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. Oh, my God. Eddie, like so much stuffing in my face all the time. Stuffing that stuffing. Everywhere it fits. I love stuffing, stuffing so much. That stuffing. Um, the worst, though, and this is a weirdly um, controversial opinion. Um, I really just don't care for turkey. It's, uh, you know, I can see that. I kind of hate turkey, too, honestly. It, it's like, I mean, I feel like at this point it's a formality. When you make a turkey really good, it tastes really good. I'm trying to convince my dad to smoke us a turkey this year, and I think that would be absolutely delicious. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it in a while, though, so I don't know if we're still going to go for it. That's but, always a good option. Oh my god! It's it's just like I, I, whenever I get turkey, I like you know I eat a I eat a drumstick and then I'm I'm good I'm good. Well, I'm okay, ask, here's you know, a green bean casserole. If I can cut in for a sec, here's a problem with turkey. Like it's got whatever the heck that like thing is in it that makes you sleepy. What's that called? Um, yeah, it's got a thing in it. What's it called? I know what it's called. Hold on, there's a thing in. Hold on, I gotta look it up. I'm gonna fact check it because I forget what it's called. But it's in there. It's that's like after you, that's why everyone like passes out after eating things, specifically Thanksgiving food, because like the turkey makes you fall asleep. Thing. See, I figured it was just. I uh, figured it was just because like you ate so much, you went to. Oh well, that too. Thing in Turkey that makes you sleepy. What's it called? Tryptophan. That's what it's called. Oh, tryptophan. I did not know yeah, it was the name. Yeah. Of it. Tryptophan makes you um makes you like a little sleepy. And if you know science and claim that's false, well, forget you. Yeah, because I'm uh, not in college anymore, and Hunter is the farthest thing from a STEM student. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay uh hopefully this um this thanksgiving for us is filled with a lot of um coal cannon and uh stuffing and not a whole lot of turkey or cranberry sauce heck yeah uh, i think i think we're doing a ham this year which i love me some ham Ooh, honey glazed ham oh me probably I don't we, have a, <laughs> we have a well we have a honey well what aren't there like honey glazed ham isn't it like a store is that honey baked ham that's, that's honey store. baked ham yeah, we have a honey baked ham, but they sell glazed hams. Okay, okay. We had a, we had a potluck at my office last week, and somebody brought in a honey glazed ham, and oh my god, it was so good. I had like, I had like a, a third of that ham. <laughs> That's a lot of meat there, <laughs> dude. I love meat, man. You can't you can't see it. Interesting. Relax. Anyways, um. There is another uh, holiday coming up. It's actually coming up tomorrow evening and is the holiday known as Thanksgiving Eve. And if you are from a small town such as Hunter or a uh, bigger town that likes to think it's a small town because nothing is around it like myself, um, you know all about Thanksgiving Eve. It's when everybody who is legally allowed to drink comes home from college or from their job and goes out and goes absolutely nuts the nights before Thanksgiving. It's great. It's awkward because you see everybody that you knew in uh, in high school, people that you haven't talked to in a long time, maybe some uh, some people uh, from previous relationships, maybe some best friends you no longer talk to anymore. Um, it's it's just a grand old time. So uh, Hunter, question: Have you ever did? You just you just turned twenty one. Yeah, last, uh, last year. December. So yeah. you were not twenty one on uh, last Thanksgiving Eve. But did you do not. any kind of Thanksgiving Eve activity? Um, 
I personally did not. I think my first year going to do anything like that is going to be this year. But I have heard stories from some of my friends that have gone. Because the Green Turtle is in La Plata, from what I understand, is kind of lenient on certain IDs of the false variety. The false variety. So why didn't you go last year? Um, well, because I was paranoid and didn't trust my idea of the false variety, which I do not condone in any way, shape or form. Okay, great. Um, personally, last year I did I did partake in some Thanksgiving Eve activities. Uh, what we did first was I went with some uh, with some friends of mine. Um, I went with uh, uh, my buddy Garrett, uh, best bud Rich, uh, his girlfriend Melanie. Um, we went to a uh, kind of an adult watering hole and uh, had a few drinks there, and it was it was fine. It got us it got us in the right mood. Uh, but then we went over to the Degenerate Bar. Nice. And it, Honestly, I did not have any fun there, and it's not at all because of the people that were there. It's because that bar, the dance floor, is so small. I could not walk without touching like seven people. It was it, oh, it was the worst. People were so crowded. It took me forty five minutes to get a single drink, which is just a, which is just an issue that happens, I guessing, all over the country on Thanksgiving Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, but either, either way, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it again this year. I'll see. There's going to be some people in town. Uh, maybe my sister will want to go with me. That'll be a lot of fun to hang out with her s- some more. Um, I will say, I will say, if I end up doing it tomorrow, night, well, I get home from work. Well, okay, so here's the thing: I have to go to the Caps game tomorrow, and I have to get. I'm getting probably out of there by eight, which means I'm in College Park by eight thirty, which means then I drive home and I'm home by nine thirty. In small town USA, that's kind of late. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like midnight in small town. <laughs> I know. So I'll see what my friends want to do if they want to do anything, but. We'll see what happens, you know, but there's always a Caps game today for Thanksgiving, so I don't know. Um, okay, so the, where I wanted to go with this is um, even though you have not um, – even though you haven't uh, partaken on any Thanksgiving Eve, um, I want to put together a real quick uh, survival guide for any of our friends that may be going to their first Thanksgiving Eve sure. Uh festivities so just based on the concept do you have any advice for anybody who might be attending their first thanksgiving eve um like to bring with them or just yeah yeah just things to know things to bring with them whatever um if you've never mm, let me put this out there right now if you're not expecting to see any of your old teachers you're wrong because you definitely (laughs) will and that's only as awkward as either of you make it but I wouldn't approach them first. Let them approach you, if that makes sense. Because if that means like they have the desire to talk to you. I've heard plenty of stories about people going home for and on Thanksgiving Eve to try to talk to their teachers, and their teachers are like, "Get out of my face! I don't want to speak to you." And they're like drunk too, so it's even worse, you know. So that's like one piece of advice that I've heard through the through the grapevine. Okay. Okay. Um, a, a big piece of advice I would have to say is uh, that nobody wants to hear, nobody really cares about what you're doing. If you run into somebody, <laughs> if you run into somebody that you haven't talked to in six years, and they say, "What's new with you?" They're really being formal, and they just want to, um, you know, advance the conversation to get to a point where they can say, "All right, well, I'm going to go back to my friends now," because I don't think mm-hmm. anybody is interested in your, uh, in your, the fourth year of your degree. No offense, Hunter. Um, also, on the, hey. on the 
on the flip side of that, uh, don't be the guy that brags about his his entry level job the first year out of school. Um, mm. If people personally, this will uh, this is something that I will be able to avoid when I come home. Um, if somebody asks you what you're doing, I'm gonna tell them that yeah, I, I'm a designer, I'm a design engineer, whatever. Uh, that's as far as I'm gonna go with it. Nobody wants to hear about the fact that you got a job with your uncle's firm and you're pushing papers all day. That's not that impressive. They don't really care. Um, they're just really there to get drunk and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Frankly, most of the guys that go out on Thanksgiving Eve are there to shoot their shot with uh, girls that they didn't talk to in high school. But uh, <laughs> that goes my other thing. Don't drunk text girls if you're a dude or just, if you are single on Thanksgiving Eve. Put your phone on like a beer mode or give your phone to a friend. Just don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth texting somebody that you don't talk to because it's just they're home for Thanksgiving and they're home to have they're home to have fun with their friends and family. Just leave them alone, yeah. please. Dude, just like just like, you know, shoot your shot with the turkey, man. That's the yeah, best option. That's the best choice you have, bro. Yeah. <laughs> L- love yourself and love your family. Don't there's don't a, there's worry a about reason you else. didn't get that in high school. You ain't getting it now. Yeah, exactly. Man, does that hit home, Hunter? No, it doesn't, Derek. <laughs> All right, big sexy, relax. Oh, no, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, if, you, if you're going out this Thanksgiving Eve, just remember, uh, don't be an idiot. Uh, that's all it really boils down to. Oh, and um, call an Uber because drinking and driving is the stupidest thing that one can do. Very uh, true. Never especially, do that. Especially in small town America. Especially in small town America, yes. Um, and we are going to uh, close this, or our last topic, as it usually is, um, is the NFL weekly recap. Oh. And to be perfectly honest, man, there's not that much to talk about. Ravens are dominating. Um, Jets kind of had a weird swing up that's not going to go anywhere. The Redskins somehow got their second win, which, you know, again, won't go anywhere. Um, and the Packers got uh, their butts handed to them on a silver platter. Um, you know, I, know I, you I, think, I think the interesting thing about that Packers 49ers game is that I think the Packers just played bad like the 49ers it was a normal outing for them it wasn't like anything revolutionary nothing like that we haven't already seen i didn't like see anything in that game that had me like fear them more than i already do um like the team that like shocked me was the was the ravens on monday night football like that that should not have happened the way that that happened um that was, I mean, like, I'm a firm believer that the Rams are not as good as everyone claims to think they're. Like, you have two good seasons and everyone's, like, on the train. And, like, even the analysts will say, like, oh, it's the Rams. It's Sean McVay. It's this. And I'm like, no. Like, stop. <laughs> um, like, look at the way they play. They're not as good as you think they are. Um, but they still should have put up more than six points on the Ravens and given up less than 45. Like, that was disgusting. Um, oh, right. But. And I think. I think that I, I agree with you. The Rams really were disgusting, like the bad kind of disgusting on Monday. No, no discredit to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I don't even have to put on that and the Ravens part because I don't know what the Ravens would be without Lamar Jackson. Their defense has been playing pretty well, but I, I mean, Lamar Jackson is some mouse, man. He, um, I'm still on the train that the red, the Ravens aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think they, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the pressure is going to get to Lamar. I think so, it's going to, uh, I think the pressure is going to surround the team as a whole. Um, we'll see. What you got? Which is very t- like. Hang on, I don't say that again. You drop. There's a stat. Um, uh, 
there's a there's a stat that I saw um, on Twitter, and I don't know if I'm able to find it, but basically I saw some, and I'm not one to believe like in that much superstition when it comes to sports, like with these like trends that notice. But there's there's two that like that I firmly believe in. Number one is that if you win like the MVP and it's announced before, um, and it's announced like before the like league championship, like and your team's in the running, you're not going to win. Oh, yeah. um, so that's one thing. And there's a stat like that's shown. I think it's like in the last like 10, 15 years, only two quarterbacks that won the MVP ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, so you could be right there. The other one that I don't that I truly believe in is that the team that wins the President's Trophy in hockey for the best regular season record, they like never win the Stanley Cup. It's like virtually impossible for them, which is like surprising. But it's because it's such an easy season. They're not ready for real competition. But so those are the two trends that I personally believe. Um, so, you know, if the I'm not saying the Ravens are. Definitely not going to make it. I still think that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, if Lamar wins the MVP and then they don't end up winning it, there yeah, you go. There's that trend. Keep going. Uh, the other thing, um, this is this was kind of a joke by me, but um, it's, it's absolutely accurate in my opinion. Um, Skip Bayless last night tweeted about uh, how um, Lamar Jackson – he said something like, I've never seen anything like Lamar Jackson. Um, and Skip Bayless is the kind of guy you love to hate. You absolutely uh-huh. love it. But also, Skip Bayless is the king of uh, of hot takes that are going to be wrong. Um, Lamar Jackson being impressive is not a hot take in the slightest. But uh, uh-huh. you you know Skip Bayless as I think the most notorious thing about Skip Bayless is that he's a ride or die um, a Dallas fan, and um, he right. just he will take to the grave that the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the, in the NFL every single year. And you see exactly what happens every single year. Um, so I think in the same way of the, the MVP curse, I think there might be a little bit of a skip Bayless curse coming Baltimore's way. And uh, that's my, that's my bold prediction for, I don't know who they, who, you know, Baltimore plays this week. San Francisco. Oh, never. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, that'll be interesting. (coughs) Excuse me. So that, I mean, it, it could it could manifest this year um, again. More of curses. I, in my opinion, um, <laughs> I would not be surprised if we see a, a, num- a purple number eight jersey on the cover of Madden 20, 2021 next year. Um, oh, okay. And in the same way of the MVP, there is something known as the Madden curse, in that the uh, the player. Um, who was on Madden's cover for the previous year has a historically bad year the next year. So um, we'll we'll see what happens down the road. I know um, when Joe listens to this as the Baltimore Ravens fan that he is, he's going to probably kick me out of my own house. Um, but I, I, I do pay right here. It's, it's, you know, man, I'm telling you, I just don't want to jump on the hype train when I don't think that there's foundation to, I think Ravens are an extremely talented team. I think there will be, I think they're forming a dynasty over the next few years. This year ain't going to happen. I mean, you could be right. We'll see. I think if the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, then it's going to be someone from the NFC. Um, I, the Patriots haven't impressed me this year. Their offense looks atrocious um, and their defense is good, but you know, they still always have an easier schedule just based on their division alone. You know, say what you will about the bills. Um, but they just, by nature of who they play six, mm, yeah, six times a year. Like those are six pretty manageable wins every single time. Oh yeah. Um, so I think if the Ravens don't win it, then it's going to be someone from the NFC. And what's interesting to me, um, 
is that the the wild card race is disting itself. Like the two teams that are in the wild card race right now that are like firmly in control are the Seahawks and the Vikings. The Seahawks are nine and two, and the Vikings are eight and three. The next closest team is six and five. Um, so that's a three game gap. And if you just you know say the Rams win two more games and finish nine and seven, I don't know, man. That's not going to be enough. Um, so you know, I think the the, we already have teams that can clinch playoff spots on starting on Thursday. The Saints can clinch a play. They can win the division on Thursday. Um, and then the, there's scenarios for this weekend, too, with the Patriots and the, somebody else um, <laughs> that I can't remember. Um, but, you know, the NFC wildcard race is def, is heating up, and it's definitely, like, separating itself from the pack. So, you know, I think if, like, unless one of those teams that are in the hunt goes on a hot streak, I think we're looking at some combination of the Seahawks, 49ers, and Vikings – um, and Packers all in that wild card slot, and I don't think anyone else is going to really challenge them, especially because um, the Seahawks hold a tiebreaker over the Eagles. They currently hold a tiebreaker over the Rams. They, the Bears, I don't see going on a run, and the Seahawks play the Panthers in the next couple of weeks. Um, and all of these teams are going to end up playing some variation of those teams as well. So I, you know, I think that we're set on the six teams because I think the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, even though they lost over the weekend because they they showed they showed a good defensive front against the Patriots. Um, so I think we have our six teams in the NFC, and I'll be surprised if anybody else gets in. Um, it's just what order are they going to be in? Because the 49ers lose to the Ravens on Sunday. The Seahawks are um, second in the NFC, and the Saints will be bumped to number one. And the 49ers will go to fifth in the NFC. Oof. And the Seahawks play the Vikings on Monday night. Ooh. Yeah. How confident are you? Well, more confident than I was against the 49ers. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that. But, I, you know, the Vikings defense looks good. Kirk Cousins has been playing really well as of late. I think, uh, I don't know, I think, I think he's, I think he's just an average human though. And our pass rush has been pretty, pretty good as of recently. Um, we forced five turnovers against pretty average Carson Wentz, who, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is better than, but not by a whole lot. Um, I think he's just got a better supporting cast around him. Um, so it's really going to be, if we rattle Cousins, then we should be fine. Um, even though they have Dalvin Cook and he's a monster, but we'll see. I, it's a very winnable game, and it's also a very losable game, which is good. what's going to make it fun for everyone else and stressful for me. You know what you want to hear my hot take for the rest of the season? That doesn't uh, matter at all. Uh, I think the Redskins are going to finish 5-11. and 11. No way. So here, let me tell you who we have left. No. We have the Carolina Panthers. Boss. <laughs> we ha- relax. Hang on. We have the Green Bay Packers, which which is a loss. I will say that. Um, but then we have the Philadelphia Eagles at home, the New York Giants at home, and the uh, Washington or the Washington, the Dallas Cowboys. And to which I will say, the Giants. If we don't beat the Giants, I will be. If we don't come close to beating the Giants, I will burn my Ryan Kerrigan jersey. Um, Packers most likely going to be a loss. The Philadelphia in Landover will be an excellent game. With how crappy they've been playing recently, and the Redskins actually showing some kind of some kind of um, adept adeptitude, whatever the hell, um, aptitude. Kind of, <laughs> what aptitude is that? What aptitude, you're looking there for? There we go. I was trying to think of the opposite of an aptitude. Some oh, kind of aptitude on the field. With Dwayne Haskins finally getting his first win under his belt. Mm. I think there's going to be enough momentum to force into something good. We almost beat them in the first game of the season. You know what I'm saying? And that was when they were, at, in my opinion, that's when they were at their like full strength. And they've gotten worse every game since. 
Um, the Cowboys is going to be is going to be a tough game, especially if I mean they're going to be leading the NFC East at that point, in my opinion. The Panthers, if it were at home, I'd have a much much more uh, confident. Uh, we've been a lot more confident going into it, but I I don't know. I don't be. I wouldn't be not be horrendously shocked if we go into the uh, into the Carolina Panthers game uh, doing a hot streak. This this is not even. I'm not even going to be disappointed if I'm wrong. I just genuinely think it could happen. <laughs> I mean, I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, I think the Eagles are good. I mean, there's more opponents fans in the stands than Redskins fans in Redskins games now. Um, I think the only game that you're going to have a, a good shot at winning is the Giants. The Eagles, maybe. Maybe. everything. I think everything else is – because you got to remember the Eagles and the Cowboys are a game apart from each other. So they're going to be, like, doing everything they can to get into the playoffs regardless of how bad they are. You can't really count out Doug Peterson – um, you can count on Carson Wentz because he's, you know, a trash can on feet. Um, but I, I think you win two more games, maybe. Okay. You know what? Four and four and twelve is also another another good. Uh, after I was worried we'd finish the season one and you know what? No, zero oh and sixteen. Um, I'm glad we came out of this on top. What are the odds the Bengals finish zero oh and sixteen? Do they win yet? Pretty high, dude. It's bad. Let me let me let me go through the rest of their schedule. Um, I think they have one winnable game. So they have uh, this <laughs> no this weekend they're playing the Jets who are on a weirdly hot streak. Um, yeah. Then Cleveland, which nope. Then Patriots, which I think they might have a chance. Um, <laughs> no. Then they're, <laughs> then they're playing Miami, which is the one game I think they can win. Yeah. And then they're closing out the season with Cleveland again. I think they go zero and sixteen. I think, I think they're going to be the third team to ever do it. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, all right. Any any last? Oh, no, no, no. We have th- – it's Thanksgiving Day. That's a huge day for football. We've got three matchups, only one of which I think is even worth paying attention to. Um, who do you think is going to win between the Bears and the Lions? Uh, um, mm, probably the Bears. I think they've been like, – just because of the quarterback situation. Oh, I sincerely agree. Um, uh, Saints and Falcons. If you say the right Same. thing here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's the Saints. <laughs> and the Are one that I actually think could be a toss-up, uh, Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboys. It's in Dallas, right? Yep. Um, you know, I this is a I agree with you that it's a toss-up. I think because who do the Eagles have this weekend? This is like this game is going to shape a lot of the NFC race. Um, the huh. Eagles have the Dolphins, so if the Eagle, if the if the Bills can pull it off and beat the Cowboys, number we'll learn two things. Number one. Dallas ain't as good as everyone thinks they are, even though they're six and five. They're still believers out there. Number two, that the Bills are kind of for real, that they can actually like make some noise. Um, and right now they're scheduled to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, like maybe even possibly beat the Chiefs. I don't think they would, but um, it all stems from that defense. I I think because of the way the Patriots defense made the Cowboys offense look so bad after Dax had two really two to three really good weeks. Um, I think the Bills pull it out. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won the game either. So I, I'm going to go with Buffalo um, because they're good at like winning close games when the score is like 12 to 10. Um, but yeah, if it becomes a shootout, then they then I've got a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, reluctantly uh, disagree, and uh, I think I think you are of this of a similar mindset uh, of that the Bills are the fakest eight three team of all time. Um, and even though the Patriots aren't as hot as they've been uh, in previous seasons, I I don't 
I mean, the way they put up against the Patriots this week was something impressive to watch, even as a Redskins fan. Um, mm. And all their losses against uh, against big teams have been, uh, with the one exception being the uh, the the New York Jets. Um, they lost to Saints ten to twelve. Um, they lost to the uh, where are we looking the Cow- the Vikings twenty eight twenty four. Patriots nine to thirteen. Like they've come really close to some decent teams uh, in most of their losses. So you know, I I do think I don't think the Cowboys are as real of a deal as the rest of the NFC. That I think they're going to win the NFC East, except they are going to lose in the first round as they always do. Um, I don't know. They're right now they're scheduled to play Seattle, and we all know that went last year. Although this year's team is a lot better than last year, so we'll we'll see. If the Seattle Seahawks don't be the Dallas Cowboys this year, I will eat your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honestly. All right. So um, yeah, no, I my money's on uh, my money's on Dallas. But uh, so that is the special Thanksgiving episode of uh, Quarter Life Crisis coming at you. We are going to end the show as we always do with uh, our segment we like to call Crisis Averted. So. Hunty Stempy, uh, who you got to send some love to tonight? Oh, um, today, um, ooh, who do I want to shout out? Uh, uh, you you know. know this is coming every week, and you never know. I know, I never know. I'm never, I, I don't think anyone in my life's really going through it that bad right now. But I think somebody you know, that you're proud of. I know. Um, I'm proud of no one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. Um, I want to send some love to, um, my sister (laughs) for actually remembering to double check with me what I want for my birthday, which is next week, by the way. Um, and, uh, so yeah, good on her for remembering to ask me rather than just assuming what I, what she asked me if what I wanted like a few weeks ago and just guessing, but that's, you know, I don't, you know, I I love everybody. Always, always some great content out of you. Um, I want to send some love to all of my friends who are uh, still in college, specifically those who are wrapping up, who are nearing the end of their, uh, their final fall semester, like my good friend Hunty and my, uh, my, my good girlfriend, Katie. Um, I do want to send some love to uh, the ladies that I shouted out last week. Um, they hit their goal and surpassed it, raised $107,000 in 24 hours for Children's National Hospital, which is really awesome for them. Um, I also really want to just send some love to my uh, lovely mother um, because she's been worried sick about me, especially getting home tomorrow, and she's going to ki- cook a ball or dinner on Thursday, and I'm super excited for that. Amazing. <laughs> right. So thank you for hanging out with us tonight for this special thanks giving thanks episode of Quarter Life Crisis. Uh, Hunter, any final words? Uh, I love the people and have a good holiday. Have <laughs> a good holiday. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will have a crisis with you next time. <laughs>